so that makes me then wonder um did no one really see any of that intro <laughs> well yeah let us know in the chat if you caught any of that intro because we were going on for a, a good minute there yeah that, uh, that under is... the impression that everyone was listening yeah that is weird i had a camera issue and we fixed it and now this so this was the intro we were gone family stuff we're back steven welcomed in a newborn that's changed his life but it has allowed us to Still find the time to come together and talk Gundam, and also on the Midnight Hatter YouTube page to talk uh, Midnight Hatter stuff. So, um, yeah, I guess uh, I guess we, we move on. So good to see everybody. You know, like uh, Jedi Sailor, Rogue, New Type, Lucas Garrett, Ian, Robert, Metal Neo, Goose. I don't want a Neon Wave. I don't want to forget anyone. Um, okay, well... If you guys happened to miss it this past week, I put up a video for the Black Tri-Stars lore. Um, that was kind of fun to get into. In fact, like afterwards, I found a robot spirit, Zaku-1, of the Black Tri-Stars. And I was like, man, that looks sick. That's something I'd That's like to, pretty sweet. to get into. Um, let's see. Um, and then the other video was that, yeah, everything we know about Witch for Mercury, because that's going to be coming out soon. And, you know, I'm starting to get a little pumped for that, because it's... Like, the first time now that I'm, like, ending Gundam, in a way where I understand a lot of it, like, getting something new, it's very interesting to see how they're going to tackle the storytelling, um, if they're going to make any sort of commentary on the modern day or whatever. Um, do you have any thoughts about Witch from Mercury? I mean, I'm excited to see what they do with it. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that I've made clear that it's not my favorite style of mecha design, yeah. but I'm willing to look past that if the story is is solid and it seems to have a a very cool um like i'm not even sure what the term would be like a monarchical style of story going on it it very it feels very medieval in a way um so i'm looking forward to it yeah good point about the design because with gundam double i wasn't crazy about any of the designs but i love that show so exactly that's what's getting you know, me pumped it, about this yeah um yeah. well cool okay up next, um, yeah, there's going to be a movie night for supporters, August 27th. We're going to watch the Gundam 00 movie. That was quite crazy. I did a review on that recently because it is a crazy film, and I it's not bad, but it's like, what? And it's cool, <laughs> I guess. Do you, do you remember seeing it? No, I never saw it. Um, oh, you never saw it? Okay. No, no. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, first impressions for sure. Yeah. How does it rate? You know, because this is one of those instances where, you know, you had a series and then you have a movie that follows up with it, you know, similar to Gundam Wing and Endless Waltz. So if you were to rank Endless Waltz versus um, Awakening of the Trailblazer, I think that's the, the subtitle, yeah. right? Awakening the Trailblazer. Uh, how would you rank those two compared to one another? That's very interesting, I, and I this is reminding me of why Gundam is so cool because it's like completely different in context to each show. Like the Gundam Double O movie almost didn't need to happen, but at the same time, it it actually tells a plausible story for if you had to continue based on the resolution of what the whole plot of the original series was. It's like okay, what would happen in a world after that? It in it, so it's pretty cool. And Endless Waltz um, seemed to me more of like, okay, here's like the special edition of Wing. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's like the suits, you know, have the extra detail. Uh, the plot's a little more manageable. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying for sure. And and you know, speaking of AU's with G Gundam now on back on the YouTube channel. Um even though I think it's available to stream anyway, I'm going to totally be diving into that. So probably some content of that here soon. Heck yeah. Um, all right. Okay. So GM variant. There's a lot of GM variants out there. And so in the chat, post what you like. Uh, Steven, I'm going to let you think about your favorite GM variant as I kind of go through some. You know, the Sleeping Dutchman talks about the GM Quell, which that's a great one. GM Sniper cool. from 08 MS Team. GM Sniper K9, GM Cardigan, never heard of that. Um, that's a uh, Build Fighters GM, I think. Oh, okay. That's the one that's got the uh, sub arms with shields attached to it. It's oh, sweet. that like is cool team. because that reminds me of his next one, the four shielded Thunderbolt version. Yep. Um, Brian Zenicelli, the RX-78-1 prototype and RX-78-2 Gundam. Is that a GM? I don't know. I mean, are we going to operate under the assumption that like GM not means... all Gundams are GMs, but all GMs are Gundams yeah. or vice versa, <laughs> something like that? No, that's pretty good. That That's, yeah. Um, I'm Tired, which is a great name. I think we can all relate to that. Um, the training GM. That's pretty cool. I, I like that idea. And that's even a, a suit available in um, GBO2. Yeah. Unless they call that the GM trainer. Probably same thing. Zionic Frenrir, not a fan of GMs. How dare you? Okay. But if I had to pick one, the RGM79FD, also known as the RGM79GRS, the Armor GM, which I first saw in Zionic Front. Let me look at the 79FD real quick. I don't... Oh, that looks sick just from the... Dang, look at that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's like not it's not that it's a bigger thing itself, but it has more parts that stick out. It's like a bumpy GM. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. the uh, like the desert one or like the semi striker. It just kind of oh, has like plates yeah. on it that kind of bulk it up a little bit. That's a good way to put it. Okay, so Zionic front. So that's pretty cool. Zionic front does have a lot of that cool stuff. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Eric Ray, GM sniper two, GM cannon, GM two semi striker. In the GM light armor. Daisuke Niwa. I go with the RGM 88 RFFA GM3 powered full armor. Dang. That's a, that's a mouthful. Let me uh, <laughs> do that. Oh my gosh. Look at this. That's sick. <laughs> <laughs> that is a monster. It's sick. It's giving me uh, almost the moon Gundam vibes with the uh, shoulders. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and like I mean, the color scheme kind of looks very um, reminiscent of like the the Jesta. That's right, and like the legs like a hazel. To it. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's that's very cool. Uh, curious. <laughs> Should I say that that is a GM? That's what I thought <laughs> too. Uh, let's see, Brian Zanichelli. I don't know if I sh did a shout out to you, but good to see you there. Um, okay, let's go back here. Um, GM Sniper 2, without a doubt. The GM Spartan, which is the inspiration for Master Chief's armor. You know what? That would actually probably be my choice. Um, which... I don't think you and I have talked about that. Are you a big Halo guy? Yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah, I figured. But I got to admit, after what happened with the latest Halo, it kind of got me out of it. Like, you know, they delayed Infinite for a while. And oh, yeah. 
even though they delayed it, they still came out with the Mega Blocks and the action figures, and I bought them all. I, and right now in the attic, there's a tub of those World of Halo four inch figures. But, um, nice. but anyway, back to it. Yeah. So even in Halo Infinite, they had references to Zeta Gundam. They had a color scheme called Sirocco, and then they had one called Karaba. Oh, um, that's awesome. But yeah, I mean, looking at it, it has that green look and. I, you know, I could be wrong, but did with UC Gundam, did they kind of revolutionize maybe that look of a armor, a suit of armor? Because it, I mean, it looks like a person could be in that, but it's also a giant robot. But th with the visor and the way that looks, it's like now you see that a lot in everything. Yeah, um, I mean, that is a very iconic visor design. And, you know, you can't really get too crazy with visor designs unless you're watching like Super Sentai and you've got like, you know, star shaped visors <laughs> yeah. and things like that. But, um, you know, I think that 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 GM style visor that kind of comes down below the nose kind of thing that that is you see that everywhere in sci fi now. Yeah. Like I think Destiny has like some some armors that look like that. Yeah. Anything where someone's wearing like a helmet and and, and this was created in 1989. You know, that's something to keep in mind, which. You know, a design like this, like, that's the thing. I missed out on a whole era of design when I was younger, knowing that something like this existed. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that, that's got to be my favorite. Before I go on, do you happen to know one that you well, like? Well, so if I were going to give my troll answer, which I always have to lead <laughs> with the troll answer, then I would ask, you know, hey, does the GM Camouf count? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I would say yes, because it, it has a GM head, just has a mono eye. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. it's virtually a GM. It's just, you know, Zaku parts inside of a GM. So you get the best of both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and I, I also love the fact that instead of having a proper shield, it just carries a big slab of metal that they paint yeah. to look like a shield. Um, but if we were being completely honest and, you know, my full full faith answer would probably be the uh, GM cold districts type. Oh, from, yeah, uh, that's a good one. 0080, yeah, that is a good it's one. A, yeah, it's got the same look as, like, a GM command, but I like the color scheme better. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, there's all those GIFs, too, when we're spamming GIFs in Discord. There's one of them, like, I think, coming out of the launcher or whatever on, onto the ground. I think yeah, from the beginning of 0080, yeah. Now, do you, so you and I have been saying GM, you know, I, I think in the chat, how many of you guys say Jim and how many of you people say GM? Because that's a big that, point of contention. That's that's GIF yeah. and GIF territory right there. That's something that's a debate I've had before on this channel and it did not go well. No, I'm joking. It, <laughs> I you know what? I stick with GM because I think I forgot what I was watching. It might have been 0080 or 83 where the characters were just saying GM all the time. And yeah, and I was like, well, I like that anime and they're saying GM. <laughs> so. Yeah, um, Jim for the win. So, Jim, Jim. Yeah, that's, uh, um, I don't want to say it wrong. It's not, it's Josue, I believe. Uh, Josue Perez. Josue, yeah. yeah. Josue, okay, cool. Yeah, Jim for the win, GM. Jim, Jim. Hmm, Brian's in. Achille with the GM. Goose with the Jim. Uh, Lucas Garrett with the Jim. Zionic Fenrir with the Jim. Oh, bingo. Josue, Josue, Josue. I, and then I butchered it the next time. Whatever. Um, no. You'll get it right next week. Yeah, I'll get it right next week. It's it's almost like you're a Gundam character. No, that's that's wrong. It's just my Americanness that doesn't understand the name. Um, <laughs> let's see, Robert, best of both worlds. Steve, isn't that uh, Hannah Montana's song? I busted. 
<laughs> I'm a huge fan. I don't Montana know anything fan. about Hannah Montana. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, Party in the USA is my jam. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's wow. I I had no idea. I just put two and two together. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, a gamer, just a gamer. Oh yeah, this is Jim Spartan. Endless croissant. Okay, I knew we, I had a subscriber named Chris, uh, RX Croissant, but Endless Croissant sounds amazing. I would love to have an Endless Croissant. Um, oh, yeah. Gotta go to the Striker Custom. Let's see, Gajetto, uh Gudamo. Got, oh, Gudamu, probably. That Power GM from 0083. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, oh, that's pretty cool. A uh, Japanese name with a Master Chief profile, GM Quell. Basically, Space SWAT. Yeah, I like that. Unboxed, yeah. GM Spartan, Hail Rider, uh, Lost Morrison Gaming, GM Space Command in the Cold District Variant, Santo Bell, Power GM. Um, man, there's a lot here. Rogue New Type, RGM 79S GM. Yeah, that's a good one, uh, the Spartan. And then the 79N GM Custom. I like that. Now, you know what I'm supposed So has anyone mentioned the Dominance yet? Oh, let me look that up. Cause because I Because I could have sworn that the GM Dominance was like everyone's favorite gm right now <laughs> oh well that thing looks sick and oh you kojima from um which one was that uh blue destiny blue De oh is that blue okay blue destiny yeah you kojima um does it say um no but it does say build divers and balls world challenge so is it not really in oh no it says it's the blue destiny manga up here yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, I oh, see tons the of the customs of that uh, of that gunpla online, so oh, um, wow. I'm, I'm surprised that that it didn't even get an honorable mention. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I even did that dive into uh, the Blue Destiny, and I didn't even pay attention to this, but that looks it, sick. It kind of looks like a, you know, like if um the Pale Rider stopped doing steroids or something ah. like that. It's like yeah, all no, skinny. but that's that's true. Yeah, with the with the head. Yeah, I love the detail on that. Man, yeah. that uh, it's like I, I feel like they've already designed every mobile suit you can with a GM frame. But uh. yeah. Anyway, you know, there's a lot on here, guys. Go on here and uh, see what else everyone has on here. I'm gonna have to go through here and look up some that I didn't even. I don't really know too much about, but. Very cool. Um, anyway, real quick, let me look in the chat. There's always good stuff in the chat. <clears throat> okay. Uh, uh, Neon Wave is saying, Pale Rider technically counts as a GM since it's based on the GM Sniper 2, but it's its own unit. And then mm -hmm. goes to say, Blue Destiny 1 technically doesn't count since it's based on the ground Gundam. I see. True, um, true. Oh, and then Lucas, of course, knowing it's Blue Destiny... Um, man, why is my the most longest? Hey, Middle Neo, I love your comments. Okay, <laughs> hey, the longer the better. Uh, yeah. Brian Zan and Chilling, my favorite GM is the RGM 79 GM. Uh, oh, Origin, yeah, yeah, Origin looks good. You know what? I love that Slegger Law custom. I was just about to say the Slegger Law from uh, yeah. uh you know, I, I, I'm so disappointed with uh, how how little of that we got to see in Doan's Island. Like I know, and he just gets decapitated <laughs> immediately. Yeah, that's that was that. Yeah, that was weird. Um, but that, there was so much going on in that movie, you know, and yeah, it was just the right amount of time. Um, let's see, Isionic uh, Friendrear Armor GM, basically mass-produced Arc seventy-eight six Mudrock Gundam. 
Okay, it hovers like a dom. That is cool. So a GM that hovers, I like that. And then yeah. the GM Nell 75C Butler. And okay, Goose, what is this? I'm gonna have to look it up. It's probably a yeah, troll. I was gonna say, is is that a real one or is that a? <laughs> Are we gonna? Yeah, it's it's. I guess so. Now I'm learning that G Gundam has a butler. Okay, I mean that makes a lot of sense if you're gonna build a robot, have one be a butler. If the other's yeah. a killing machine, you know. Somebody's got to serve the drinks. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, uh, yeah. Let me go to the next thing here real quick. Um. Uh, Oswe Perez, if I am saying that correctly. Hi, Adam. What is your opinion on Yazan Gable? And I know that um, you're a huge uh, Yazan Sweat, uh, Stephen. I know you're a fan. Because <laughs> um, we actually <laughs> talked about this recently. He says in Zeta Gundam, he's one of the best old-type pilots we see really giving Camille a run for his money. Then in Double Zeta, he becomes uh, an utter joke. I think he suffers a fate worse than death in Double Zeta. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I think that uh, that's what a lot of people think. You know, it, it would be the same as imagine if there was a sequel to Eighth MS Team where Norris Packard became like the butt of everyone's jokes. You know, you're like, how are you gonna do that to? Him? You know what? That is very interesting because I watched Double Zeta immediately after I watched Zeta. You know, the first time, and I thought that was a pretty crazy jump in the character, but it it didn't bother me i think i think it was because at first i was like what is going on with the show i know at first i was like <laughs> you know uh but yeah i think you're right though i don't think they should have done that um yeah i, I mean it just it, it kind of gives it gives you whiplash yeah i mean yeah just thinking of the it reminds me of oh no i'm going to star wars again in the sequel trilogy that that hux character uh oh where, yeah he seemed a little more serious in the first one, but then he kind of just became a parody of a Imperial officer. And I was like, what? Yeah. I mean, and, and then you're supposed to be scared of this guy and it's like, how are you supposed to be scared of him when he's getting, you know, you know, made a joke out of it's. Yeah, I know that's yeah. So they, yeah, that is a good point. And, and neon wave is saying is on in double Zeta had very limited resources. He only had a small unit and MS made out of junk at his disposal. So of course he'd become a joke fighting a Gundam with such units. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, you know, when at first it was kind of scary because he was in, wasn't he inside the white base and he started firing off and, you know, causing some destruction. And so at first it was scary. Yeah. Yeah. He he, he breaks into the Argama and, yeah. you know, there's. Oh, yeah. Argama, uh, not white base. Yeah. Thank well, and, and the other terrifying thing is, you know, it's like Camille's incapacitated. So you're you've only got judo to, to put up a fight against him. And it's, you know, it's not even close. Judo is not a mobile suit pilot at that point in the. Right, the series. So, yeah, yeah, no, that was interesting because in the yeah the that, that's reminded me how Double Zeta does kind of get long at the beginning with setting all that up. Um, but no, that was a good you know that was a good one. Um, I like that. That's I think that's deep cut understanding Double Zeta and Zeta recognizing the good villains and then yeah that's that would be a valid complaint of Double Zeta for sure. Um, all right, moving on. Um, let me see something real quick. Okay, so uh, Jesta Cannon uh, is showing up at GBO two. Obviously, support right? Uh, yeah, supporting. I don't use support yeah. too much, but um, 
And you know, that's anybody? just a, <laughs> well, that's just a cool design in general. Um, uh, from uh, Unicorn. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, you would expect to start seeing more of those Jestas uh, to support the Unicorn Gundam now that that's playable in GBO2 yep. as well. Um, yeah. The Jestas being designed as like a support unit for the uh, Unicorn. <laughs> yeah, just like I've learned that GM Custom, or that GN Custom from 0083 was supposed to be support for um, Gundams going out. So I like that exactly. idea because I never really realized that was the... Oh, and that's the whole thing with the Tri-Stars. But you know what? Something, it, it doesn't say black Tri-Stars, but it's it's still Tri-Stars is way too specific for Yeah, the, yeah. there's definitely something going on there. And I think that, um, you know, it, it comes down to that sort of mixed muddle that happens after the one-year war where a lot of Xeon pilots become AUG pilots and then AUG pilots go on to become Londo Bell pilots. And so what happens is you get this kind of weird cross-pollinization between your Xeon ace pilots and your, your Federation ace pilots. And so it's mm. not uncommon to, as a Federation officer, especially Londo Bell, to pay homage to a Xeon strike team. Because, you know, like even like Roberto and Opoli from, uh, from Zeta, Zeta were Xeon pilots that yeah. defected to technically the Federation. Yeah. You know what? I like that because to me that makes more sense than the headcanon that I was making was just within the development of Anaheim Electronics. They had, you know, Zionic, you know, engineers or whatever. But it makes more sense that it would be the legacy of the pilots and the pilots would give themselves these monikers or whatever. So I like that. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Um, You know, the main thing with this is, you know, the Justice School, I think it was couple i've had a couple of videos lately where we talked about the Jesta, yeah because it was in unicorn um but it, it's really cool how this armor looks because it reminds me of the choban armor that we see on the alex but it's only like halfway like certain yeah. elements and that head that visor um and then having the uh shoulder cannons there that just it looks sick that is oh, yeah. definitely another kit i would pick up I mean, you could just as easily call this like the full armor Justa if you. Yeah, that's that's true. That is true. I love. By the way, I love shoulder cannons. On, <laughs> I, I like to me when I found out about Origin Gundam and they added where the RX seventy eight two added shoulder cannon. I was like, of course. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then it's like I like the dual beam sabers, like swords or something. So. True. How can you well, do it all? Well, that's where you got to go double Zeta because then you've got the best of both worlds. You've game. See, that's I'm gonna right. keep saying it now. Now I'm gonna start singing it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, okay, well that's cool. You know, there's some other stuff going on in GBO2 because they had like a, a vote on what's everyone's favorite. Uh, wait, where where do I go for this? Yeah, of everyone's favorite um, uh, mobile suit to get back. Uh, let's see. Yeah, and it's a whole bunch of, I think, the ones that people like. I think, yeah, New Gundam, Sazabi, Moon, Zaku 4, which that's sick. Zaku 4. Enhanced yeah. Double Zeta, Bjarnland Custom. Of I'm glad I got And the Rubabu got called that. So some, you know, these people got some good taste. Good taste indeed. But I was, I was expecting some random ones that, like, I feel like they made it easy to get the New Gundam and Sazabi. Uh, because... Yeah, during those promotions for sure. Yeah, but eh, 
No, that's cool. Um, I and I also think this had to do with the PC. I thought I think they were probably planning this with the PC version, and even though I think the last update was just them saying sorry, they're delaying it. So, um, okay. So here's where we're gonna get to Dragon Ball real quick. So, um, let's see. The Mobile Suit Gundam franchise is currently outselling Akira Toriyama's beloved Shonen Dragon Ball. This information was confirmed via Bandai Namco's 2023 Q1 fiscal report, which covers sales for the IPs as a whole made between April 2022 and June 2022. So it's like just a little sliver of time, but that's very interesting. I wonder what that could have been from. I mean, they maybe have even talked about it in here, and I didn't look at the details, but... um. Oh, see, their oh, 10th anniversary of Thunderbolt manga. Yeah, then you had people getting hyped for... Cuckoo's Dawn's Island, and then that was off of Hathaway that came out the end of, or not the end, middle of last year. Um, so I think a lot of cool, and then yeah, the hype for the games coming out. Then yep. I think there was that. It seemed like a shortage of Gumpla, but I think that just had to do with the shipping, and then probably made people buy what they could. And then you see Bandai coming out with the new distribution system they want to use for outside Japan. So I think that's cool. I don't need Gundam to beat. Dragon Ball or anything, but to hear that Gundam can be that popular still is great. Yeah, now, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think that it it always lended itself to being more popular as a whole than Dragon Ball because ultimately Dragon Ball, the only thing you have is the core stories, the core characters. You know, Dragon Ball Super going on right now. You know, it's it's the same. Goku, Piccolo, Gohan, the, the same core group. Mm. Um, the advantage that Gundam has over Dragon Ball is that you have multiple different universes. You have multiple different stories within each universe. Um, you know, there's it, it's just a wide breadth of uh, stories and properties to, to create products around. So I feel like it was only a matter of time, honestly. But um, and, and I'm a big Dragon Ball guy myself. Oh, you know? okay. I, yeah, I know yeah. some others are. I know Ian is. And and when it comes to Dragon Ball, the only thing I remember is um, when I was in I forget I was in either middle school or high school. I think this might have been middle school. And my friends were like, "You have to watch." And this might have been on Cartoon Network or Toonami. They're like, "There's going to be the Frieza saga. You have to watch it." And so I came in at that. I have no idea when that when that takes place in the Dragon Ball timeline, but I enjoyed that. It was almost like I had yeah. this, I don't know, I forget if it was daily, like this, oh, what's going to happen next? Oh, and nothing really happens, but then it makes you want to be like, oh, what happens next? And it reminded me of, I've been watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and I I love it. And it reminds me of that, because it does the thing where it sets up this conflict in the two People are like, I'm going to kick your ass. And then it's the end of the episode. And then they fight for a whole episode. And, um, and, and so that's what's cool because Dragon Ball just showed up in Fortnite, like the characters to be. So it, it's funny. It's almost like I'm calling the guy in the orange jumpsuit Dragon Ball. There's Mr. Dragon Ball. No, but I know it's Goku. Um, uh, I, I, do you ever get on Fortnite? No, no, I, I never got into Fortnite. I, I played a little PUBG, but that's okay. as far as I go into that that type of royale shooter. <laughs> What's interesting is I, you know, I'm a huge gamer, and I held off Fortnite off of Fortnite for a long time. Kids got into it. I would play it. 
still didn't really and over some time i realized it's actually really good and there's some uh okay so there is this this video game critic her name is abby russell she was with giant bomb left giant bomb and was on g4 and she, as a producer to make segments and she made a segment about Fortnite and how everyone hates it yet it's like a really good game and i was like i think she has a point i think a lot of People in video games, they hold video games dearly like that have been in video games. They look at Fortnite, oh, a bunch of teen boys are playing that, and that's not really gaming. But it it really is. It's And it's it's fun it's to just jump. It's a very well-designed game, and there's yeah. no, you know, it's responsive. The gameplay yeah. is is fun. You know, it once is. you pick it up, it's hard to put it down. Yeah, um, yeah especially when you've got that aspect of, like you said, uh, gamers and nerd culturists in general tend to be very, um, you know, I, I don't want to say elitist, but there's there's like a yeah. there's a culture of gatekeepiness that that yeah. exists, and you know, for better or worse. But um, I yeah. mean, I, I'm I'm guilty of that myself. For instance, yeah. you know, I I didn't listen to My Chemical Romance for like ten years because I hated the people who listened to My Chemical Romance. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny because as someone that loved punk through high school yeah my chemical romance no but, yeah no I, yeah it's funny that you say that because it's like with Fortnite, it's like I, I wouldn't trash it but at the same time it was like oh that's that's for kids or something but no it's and what's cool about it is you can jump in you could be boba fett wolverine deadpool and then just like go run around with your friends and chat like now uh there's people that are john cena i guess you could be john cena um, but this brings me to that other point is when are we going to see a Gundam RX-78-2 wing Gundam? So now how would you like to see it in Fortnite? Would you like to see it as a skin or would you like to see actual mechs that you can pilot in Fortnite? Because that would be a whole other gameplay mechanic. Well, you bring up a good point. So one season they had something called the Sentinel and it was, it looked like the tall geese uh, and it was, it looked more like a chicken. And it was gigantic, and it had its own hanger. You couldn't go in it anything, but you can jump around it. And then they released that as a skin as well that you can wear. Nice. Um, but the other thing is Fortnite does do that. They have uh, sometimes where you can use airplanes, cars. Um, and so I could I could see them adding mechs, but how big would they be? And it would be cool to see them in the distance fighting. They've done crazy stuff like that. Um, I I would just like the idea of having an RX seventy eight two skin. Um, you know, they always come with like a back bling, which I think would be his shield, perhaps. Um, yeah. Or, um, you know, and then they have their gliders, their pickaxe. That would just be a beam saber. Cause yeah, I think, um, for, yeah, like the Star Wars characters, you can use the lightsaber as the pickaxe or whatever. Um, you know, actually, I'm looking if anyone is talking about Fortnite in the chat, because I wonder if people are like, what are you talking about? I mean, Lucas Garrett says actual giant mechas in Fortnite would be awesome, especially with uh, G1 Transformers, which I'm inclined to agree. That would be a good way to kind of get the ball rolling with the giant robots in, in Fortnite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, oh, the mechs in Fortnite were more like ED209s um, from Robocop. So, yeah, they might have actually done it already. Um, uh, well, yeah, that's cool. Um, <laughs> Goose, I, I take offense to being called a chicken. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. The robot looked like a goose. Um, anyway, so the moral of the story is Bandai should just go ahead and put an RX-78-2 in Fortnite and they'll get me yeah. to play again. <laughs> um, 
Okay, what was this? Oh, um, uh, the wound wart. That's the next metal robot spirits. I love the metal robot spirits. I got the hazel, the um, zeta. Uh, I got the wing, and I mean anything that's the advanced of zeta stuff. Um, and and it's so funny because they're gonna pull the trigger on this one. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah on the twenty fourth. Um, I guess is when they pre order or the pre orders go up. Um, awesome. Or wait, they will review more information. So if it doesn't go for sale, we still have the information. Um, so what's interesting is I've been collecting the advanced of Zeta suits through the high grade. And this was one on Amazon that's not a bad price, but because there's a robot spirits version, I'm kind of waiting out. But yeah, yeah but the thing is, I, I feel like there's a benefit to building the the Gumpla, the building the unit. I think you get more of an understanding of its mechanics, what you're looking at. Sometimes you might look at something, it's like a busy mess. Like, look at my busy mess. But if you build it, <laughs> proportions, the little gimmicks. Um, yeah. I'll probably still have to, uh, uh, yeah, build it anyway. But, you know, and speaking of that stuff, you know, for those of you that like the robot spirit, sometimes I notice they'll be gone or like, uh, you know, uh, sold out super expensive on eBay, but I've noticed on Big Bad Toy Store, there's a lot of reissues coming on. They're good price, in my opinion. Um, like, Azaku is 60, Sharzaku 2 is 60, and I have Sharzaku 2, but I lost one of the side skirts into the endless pit that is the carpet, although I have wood floors, so how did that happen? Um, uh, so I'm probably gonna have to rebuy it. Mm. But like you see these exclusive ones like $125 it's like it's, it's it, because they had to buy that from P Bandai to resell yeah but if yeah. any of you were waiting for the GPO2 it's back and 104 is not a bad price no not at all i think that's like probably the same as the high grades at this point <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, that's yeah speaking of that i mean i guess robot spirits aren't necessarily your thing is there a certain gumple you've been working on recently so I am working on my advance of Zeta customs, um, oh, you know, because I'm right. not big into like the Hazel or the, you know, Hazanthale or any of the the those the, the Hazel Gundam customs. But I really do like the Hyzak and the Rosette, which is the core module for the, the Dandelion mobile armor. And so that's the, the customs that I'm going to be building over on over on my channel, which I hope that you're going to be a very big part of the guidance for those those builds oh yeah because that's something i would want to do myself but you have the skill so i will <laughs> i will uh i will manage the process and i will let you know when you're doing something incorrectly no yes that's <laughs> what i need <laughs> no that'll be fun and when do you are you do you plan to stream some of that oh yeah i think i think we'll probably end up streaming the whole process i think uh i'll i want to kind of break it up into chunks where you know, maybe one week we stream some planning, one week we stream, uh, you know, actually cutting up open the car the kits and gluing on plot plate and mm. what have you, and uh, all the way through to hitting it with decals and paint and all that good stuff. Oh, that will be cool. It, was your plan to do it where it'd be like one of the streams a month or like, or how are you going to do that? We'll, we'll see, um, you know, 
what uh, what the future holds. There, there's some other projects that I've got uh, in the works as well that I'm gonna. Nice. I'll probably post about uh, after the stream because I think we've. Oh. You know, there there's some stuff that you and I have been uh, talking about that I think is going to come to fruition a little sooner than, oh. than anticipated. Well, sweet. Yeah, so not to get all cryptic on the chat. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's it's cool <laughs> stuff. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, again, I know I say it all the time, but subscribe to Midnight Hatter Discord, also where he shares his stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just I talk about robot spirits so much, but then I miss Gumpla, and I'm currently building one. And I just haven't got back to it yet. It's that uh, you know, the one from Build Fighters or whatever that has the it's the gold and white one with like the the Kishatra. No, it's more like the Death Sight shields. Going oh yeah. yeah um i forget the I name i don't know the name of that one off the top of my head yeah it's behind me somewhere um <laughs> anyway so i thought this was pretty neat not that i want to like get like political or whatever but we had there they were talking about this uh, anti-war novelist uh it's a tokyo university professor discussed the conflict uh, you know the morals in gundam around conflict and war um and he said the creators of Mobile Suit Gundam anime were trying to convey the tragedies of war to young people in the form of entertainment. In spite of this, it ultimately opened the forbidden door of depicting war as a cool thing. Even though the generation with vivid memories of air raids had a hand in the show, this kind of misinterpretation still comes about in the end. I think the only thing the creators can do to avoid misinterpretations uh, is to continue speaking vehemently against war. So... A few thoughts. I thought that was pretty interesting because I feel like when I watch Gundam, they are showing how it's bad. And it's like yeah. you feel scared for the characters. It's like because you don't want them to die. I almost feel like Gundam was the show to show that because watching Star Wars, I never felt that risk of something terrible happening to somebody. No, no. And I mean, this is kind of that long-winded version of the wow, cool robot meme. Um <laughs> but you know, it's a, it's it's kind of a lazy criticism in my opinion because, like you said, it is something that's very clear and on the surface, and and ultimately, you know, when you're talking about issues of morality, if you need a book to, or or a TV show to tell you that um, that hurting and killing other people is bad, then chances are, um, you know, an anime from the 1980s isn't going to do it for you anyway. Uh, I, I think that most of us operate, you know, generally speaking from the same understanding that hurting and killing people is, is the wrong thing to do. And, um, one of the interesting things about Gundam as a franchise is that it paints these really rich pictures of characters who in most instances don't want to act on those things. You know, Amuro Ray throughout the entire series of yeah. 0079 does not want to get in the Gundam, does not want to go fight. And there's this, this nagging and pushing and it's, you know, th the new types almost describe it as being pulled into conflict. And mm. there's a, there's kind of a poetic aspect to that, right? I think that Tomino is trying to tell us that yes, war is bad. And yet there's something about human nature that pulls us into conflict that we must do our best to resist. That's, that's good, man. Yeah. I like that. Um, I mean, and, that's, that's what I get from it. <laughs> no, I agree. There's something about it. And even like watching some behind the scene interviews of the creation of Gundam, or even reading that recent manga, the men who created Gundam, you can see that's in it. It's when they were creating the show, you know, and they were like, wow, this is actually depicting things real. And are you sure people are going to like this? And 
but his thought was he kind of wanted to depict things as real. Sometimes it's very impactful. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And sometimes you need to see the people who are, you know, warmongers in order to, it's kind of like holding up the mirror to say like, this is who you are acting like, you know, and this is like the ugly villain. You know, that's a good point because then it brings up propaganda. How many, how much media TV shows, movies are maybe supported by a government in some way to make sure it gets made, but they're making sure a message gets out there. And sometimes we don't care. There's a lot of those, uh, like the sniper uh, movies or, you know, the, you know, those movies that have come out recently about it. Sometimes it seems like it could be propaganda, but not that it necessarily is. And so I guess my point is um, if you're going to have propaganda, it's good to have the things that are the opposite of that where, yeah, it might be showing and depicting more, but you're kind of seeing it for what it is and not. Yeah. The, yeah. Cause star Wars is like sweet. Look at all the lightsabers and the space <laughs> stuff. Like, yeah, I want to be a space wizard and, and cut up bad guys. <laughs> and to be honest, the first time in the real, truly the time where I felt uh, scared for star Wars characters and it was, I already knew this was going to happen, but I, I remember one time I was watching episode three um, and Palpatine was lightning uh, Mace Windu, and then Anakin cut off his hand. I was like, oh my God, Mace Windu, no. I can't believe this is happening to you. Like, it's... Whereas, though, it was cool because someone's shooting lightning and using a lightsaber, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it's always interesting stuff. Um, yeah, and even I'm reading, you know, the, the, uh, the manga right now. Um, I forget if I already brought up, like... I'll probably finish this really soon. I rarely read, and I'm glad I am because it's enjoyable, but it's all the conflict in there is Amuro not wanting to have to do this, and then the the refugees that are aboard the White Base, uh, you know, they're like, aren't you going to drop us off? They're like, well, no, we don't want them to resupply because then they can fight again. And it's like, but we don't want to be part of this. We just want to go home. And it's it's like, wow, that's a really good uh, like conflict there. Um, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Uh, Mad Matt. Zionic Shadow, good to see you guys. A man, Matt, saying I'd say IBO is just as anti-war as any Gundam, as it also shows the tragedy of uh, uh, Tekadon. I guess I don't know that character yet, and how much Orga's ambition led to the downfall. Also, McGillis too. Yeah, I can't wait to get into that. Have yeah, you watched well, IBO? Tekadon is the uh, is the group. Oh, okay. Kind of like yeah, that's Federation or something. Name. Yeah. Okay. And you liked IBO? I enjoyed, uh, you know, the the first portion of it. I I kind of dropped off towards uh, towards the end of the uh, <laughs> series, but um, yeah, I mean, it, if you want a closer look at, you know, kind of the that paramilitary style child soldier, you know, there's there's child soldiers throughout all of Gundam, but I think IBO gets closest to that like oh. African conflict child yeah. soldier. Um, what would you call that representation? Right, right. Okay. Um, yeah. let's see. Uh, yeah, looking in chat. Season one of IBO was perfect. Okay, I'll have to check that. Did they make a movie of IBO after the, the series? No, no, I don't think so. I, there's there's talk about them making a movie, oh. I, I want to say. So that's still kind of a recent thing, then, I guess, IBO. Even though, yeah, I guess it came out, like, right before I got into doing all this um but cool you know what i think that gets us near the end um uh i'm just trying to think of all the craziness that's going to be happening 
this this month because the 24th um 3 p.m pacific i think is when uh battle lines drops on steam i don't know oh, yeah. what time it's everywhere but i cannot wait to get into that i'll be streaming that a whole lot um awesome uh yeah i can't wait to do videos on it because you know th when the gaming crosses over into gundam that's when it's a lot of fun and then, um, what are some other things that are going to be going on? You know, there's the Gundam, uh, the gun, the Gunpla build contest. I was, I was having. I'm still having. Um, I'm gonna have to talk more about that later. But at the Discord, there is a a channel for that. And also, we're doing like a community build of something wing related. So if you haven't, and you have something wing related, please post it because I'll probably talk about that more. Now, at the end of the month, we have some birthdays coming up, and so. I know for sure I'm going to be doing a birthday stream of some kind, um, and uh, I'll probably, yeah, show off some builds uh, then. So if anyone has any builds that they want to show, I, there's some recent ones actually posted recently that are pretty sick. So yeah, head over to the Discord um, yeah, for that. Yeah, it, there's, there's a lot of talented people on the Discord. Yeah, and yeah, sometimes I'm just scrolling through Twitter to see other things too, and I'm like, like man, it's like, I want to make that. I want to make that. Oh no, I want to make that. And it's like the closest thing was when you showed me that water slide decal from the the paper you had and you made the line. Because when I look at those advanced of Zeta designs, they, they kind of have that white line just right. And yeah, it looks like you're going to yeah. be pulling that off. And um, I'm looking forward to doing that. And I think my biggest weakness when it comes to customizing Gunpla is I'll get an idea where I'm like, okay, I want to make. Eric Blanc's purple Zaku one. So I'm going to buy a, a Char Zaku one from Gundam, the origin, and that'll be the one that I customize. And then I build the kit and I'm like, well, but it really looks cool without the paint. So I think I better buy another one to customize and then keep this one. As the <laughs> now that's funny. Cause yeah, I even bought one that I'm thinking I, I haven't opened it. Cause I'm, I want to do something with it. And I don't know. I might get some ideas from you actually, once we, on your channel, start doing the streaming uh, of the builds. That might give me some ideas. Yeah, I'm looking forward to pulling you to the dark side of uh, of plastic mutilation. No, yeah. I can't wait. I, I love that. I mean, it just reminds me of when I would get Star Wars action figures, and if there was something not accurate to the movie, I would tweak it, whether that's some cloth I'd put on it. I, yeah, I'd try to find soft goods if I could, or paint. Like, I remember I'd put, like, a matte finish or paint the hair a different color. So it's like with Gundam, though, you can go all out because oh, yeah. of how the plastic works and it's not like organic looking stuff. But well, anyway, I think that is it. Anything else, Stephen, that we haven't brought up or anything? No, no, I think you touched on everything. And, um, you know, like you said, there's a lot of good stuff coming. Nintendo yeah. took the money out of my account today for the uh, um, Battle Alliance pre-order. So nice. I'm ready to go as well. You know what? That is actually perfect that you got it on the Switch. With the yeah. newborn, you can take the switch anywhere, and uh, yeah, that that works out. Well, cool. Well, yeah. Uh, again, thanks everyone that's joined. It's always good to see everyone on here. If you want to listen to this later, I'll have it up on Friday uh, as a podcast to listen to. But um, yeah, that's it. We will talk to y'all later. Have a good weekend. See y'all. Cheers, everyone. Thanks.